Do you think you may have a problem with your alcohol consumption or drug use? Are you thinking about quitting and want to know what all the sober hype is about? Whatever the reason, I'm so grateful you're here with me today. My name is Sarah, and I am the creator and host of Sober Gratitudes. I once was an active alcoholic, and after decades of failed attempts to control my drinking, I finally reached out for help. Letting others help me is why I'm here today, living a life I never thought possible. The suffering of my past was the catalyst I needed to find recovery and be receptive to healing. I created this podcast out of the desire to recover out loud and, with the help of my guests, show you how a better life is possible after addiction. Whether you have been here before or you are a first-time listener, I would be so grateful if you would take a moment to write a review on Apple Podcasts so that it can reach more people who may be struggling. Together, we can help those in need. You can also reach me at sobergratitudes at gmail.com with any questions or comments. Thank you again for dropping in today, and welcome to Sober Gratitudes. Sober Gratitudes is a podcast dedicated to spreading the hope in recovery from addiction. It is an inclusive show that does not promote or represent any recovery program. When my guests and I discuss what keeps us sober, we are referring to our own unique experiences. Our goal is to encourage and give hope to those who are struggling and need support. Sober Gratitudes podcast is proud to come together and partner with Valor Fitness Clothing in our mutual mission to support and encourage the recovering community. Based in Los Angeles and inspired by real recovery, Valor Fitness lives up to its mission. With one item sold, Valor Fitness donates one item to a homeless shelter or transitional rehab facility. Because Valor Fitness Clothing supports Sober Gratitude's mission, everyone can receive a discount when shopping. Use the code GRATITUDE20 at checkout. Also, every guest on my podcast will be graciously given a gift certificate from Valor. We're stronger together when we come together. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Sober Gratitudes. My name is Sarah, and I am your host. Thank you so much for joining me today for another reflection episode. It's Friday, and um, we have another snow day here in the area of the country that I live in. Well, it's not really a snow day. It's a virtual learning day. I remember when the beginning of all this, when my children started learning from their laptops and suddenly the, the thought popped up with someone, one of my sons said, wait a minute, what's going to happen when it snows and then there's a snow day? And I thought, oh no, no more snow days. But fortunately, we live in a district that um, thought about that as well and realized the, um, I think, the necessity of snow days, especially now when kids are really not getting 
much balance in their lives. So snow days means playing in the snow, making snowmen, going down a hill. So my kids have had that opportunity this year. So my husband takes them. I love that. I really, I've, the cold just, the older I get is just really, <laughs> I don't love it, but I'm grateful I get to bundle up. Anyway, so it's Friday and I hope you have all had a wonderful week so far. It's almost over. And I hope that what you do gives you joy. So when the weekends come, it's not because you want to escape your job, but for some of you, I know that may be the case. Especially these days, we need to do things we may not want to do just so we can get a paycheck, get some, get the food on the table for our kids or ourselves or our spouse and ourselves. There's so much out of our control these days. And that's kind of what I want to, what I want to talk about today. I know that feeling lack of control may scare a lot of people and cause much fear and anger and angst and irritability. And I get that. And we may feel discouraged. We may fight with our loved ones, apologizing later. Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't need that. I was just taking my frustrations out on you. It had nothing to do with you, I'm sorry. This has been a true test. This meaning, this pandemic, it's been a real true test. And it, it for me, it the whole experience of living through a pandemic thus far has made me think about early sobriety for me and the idea of letting go and at this point four minutes in to this episode some of you may be hitting the end button i don't want to hear about letting go <laughs> and um it's a hard thing to do it's very hard and i know that because i had to do that I had to do that in early sobriety. I had to let go of so many ideas and beliefs and the, um, the idea of letting go 
that suggestion that was given to me early in recovery uh, was not, I did not like. You know, I wanted to, I wanted to feel that I had power, especially after I decided to listen to this inner voice the morning of my, um, I call it the morning after my rock bottom dream, which led me to a rec- my first recovery meeting in May of 2012. So I already felt like that I had making that decision because I had really no other options. It was, um, it was frightening. It was really scary to feel like that I was letting go of the the idea of being able to drink without getting completely annihilated was just an absolute impossibility. And I had to let go of the idea that I could not live life successfully dealing with something that I obsessed over in my head, even when I wasn't actively drinking. By the time I was close to surrendering, I was drinking daily. And on the weekends, it was really like earlier and earlier. So the weekends were like round the clock, not completely around the clock, but close to it. And during the week, it was, you know, I was starting to drink. You know, as soon as 12 o'clock hit, I was like, oh, I just couldn't, I couldn't wait. It's all I thought about. Okay, when, 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 just hold out, come on, hold out, hold out, hold out a little bit longer. One o'clock, uh, okay, just another hour, just wait another hour, another hour. Oh, it was just, it was um, excruciating. Just, just the mental energy that I put into trying to just control my thinking about it. A lot of people think that when we let go and surrender our quote-unquote power, that we are kind of giving up our rights as a, as a human being, you know, like, and I'm speaking from experience, from my own personal experience and experience with working with others, that what what really truly happens when we let go of something that we cannot control, it actually gives, gives me more power, more freedom and more power. And it may sound like a paradox, but it's absolutely true for me. It's been in my experience. So when I went to my first 12-step recovery program meeting, I was both relieved 
but terrified. And hearing that, let go, let God, ugh, my eyes rolled when I heard that because I, I had a huge resentment towards God or any other larger-than-life kind of thing. But I was, I, fortunately, I was desperate enough to, to get some relief from all the chaos that was going on in my life. And most of the chaos was internal, like inside my head, in my heart. And the drinking up until the very end had been used to quiet all that chaos and negative self-talk and um, low self-esteem and self-loathing. Um, the alcohol really quieted the, those voices, but towards the end, I, nothing could quiet the voices. In fact, when I drank, they started to become louder. So, I, really, I, I did not know of any other kind of solution to my problems except for when, you know, the morning I woke up and had a rock-bottom dream of being drowned in alcohol. Literally, somebody was submerging me in a vat of liquid, which I woke up realizing was alcohol. And I woke up <gasps> having realized I was holding my breath in my sleep. And I know I've, I know some of you have heard this before, but it is such a profound um, dream for somebody like myself who was completely out of control and incapable of knowing what to do for herself and really lost and really afraid and frustrated and angry, just really angry. This dream couldn't have been more literal. I mean, I was literally drowning myself in alcohol and 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 I and I didn't know of, you know, at this point, like social media, I, I think I don't even think I don't know what it, Facebook existed, I think, but I was just barely on Facebook at that point and never did I think that I could dive into Facebook and find something about recovery or moms who drank too much. <laughs> I just, um, all I knew was um, the 12-step program. So I gave it a try. And deep down, I think I knew that that's where I needed to be. And small part of me thought, well, maybe I'll go show up at this meeting and I'll realize that I'm really different from everyone. And guess what? I did. I did realize that I was different from everyone. However, we were all the same. It was like I found a family I never knew existed in the world. And we're all over the world. 
It's as if we have the same blood pumping through our veins. We just know. We tell our stories and we might look different. We'll have different stories, but what's the same is that our struggles and the feelings behind those struggles are usually the same. And that desperation that we have towards the end or for a while, that desperation to just, oh, why can't I just stop relapsing? Or why can't I just get control of this? I want to be able to drink. I want to go to tailgate that football game and just have one beer. Why can't I just do that? And for some of us, we can't. For me, I couldn't. I, I never in my lifetime of being married, if you will, to alcohol at the age of 14. That's, that's when we got married. Well, maybe, maybe it was an engagement at 14. <laughs> and then after a few, you know, after getting into um, high school um, and dating, you know, I dated older guys who could get alcohol. I realized this is my, my spouse. Alcohol's my spouse. Yeah, and my spouse turned against me after a long, a long time. So, letting go. Letting go is one of the many, many things that I learned to do in sobriety. I had to let go that I I would never be able to, to successfully drink like a normal person. That I would always go into drinking knowing that it was to get completely annihilated. And then beyond that, when I was trying to control it so much, I... Okay, I'm going to go into this. I'm going to take one drink. I'm just going to have two drinks or drink a glass of wine, then water, then wine, then water, then wine. And then that that never worked. I, I mean, I tried countless things. And I know those of you who are listening can identify. I'm sure you've been through similar experiences. Maybe not. But letting go was um, really so important for me to do because um it was a part of that foundation that I built my program of recovery on is that I, I had to be willing to let go of the fact that I would never be able to drink like a normal person and that it was time for me to let others help me and learn a new way of living, learn how to cope with situations that I used to drink over. And that was really fucking hard. You know, that was really fucking hard to do because, you know, for, from the age of 14, when I got engaged to alcohol and then got married to alcohol, and then, you know, it was there with me, you know, through the ups and downs of li- life, you know, I, I didn't know any other way to, to cope and, or have fun. So 
when I let go and started to learn different coping mechanisms, things started to get better. And I'll give you a couple of examples for for anyone who's like new, new, new in sobriety and they're like maybe white knuckling it. Maybe you're just like, oh God, here's another day where I can't drink. And I know I shouldn't drink, but I really want to drink. What I learned to do was think through the drink. What? No, what the fuck does that mean? Um, you know, thinking through the drink really helped me because if I felt like I wanted to drink, I would call somebody in my program of recovery and it's usually my sponsor or somebody in my network. And, and I'd say, okay, I feel like I'm, I want to drink. And they say, okay, well, what's going to happen after you take your first sip? And I'd say, well, I would probably finish that entire glass of wine. And then they say back to me, then what would happen next? Well, then I'll have another glass of wine. No doubt. And eventually it took me to, you know, polishing off several bottles, arguing with my husband when he gets home from work, um, then feeling like I have more of an excuse to drink. So then I would drink more because we got into a fight and resentful towards him. So I'm going to drink over my resentment towards him about I don't even remember. And then... I would pass out and I'd wake up at two in the morning with pounding headache and my heart racing, fearing that I was going to have a heart attack and die. And then, you know, having throwing up sometimes. And usually, you know, especially by the end, not to be TMI, but I never had a normal number two. Like it was like complete liquidation all the time. I mean, probably because I was living on a liquid diet. But it, my insides were just getting really fucked. But anyway, that's how I would think through the drink. Somebody helped me. They would walk me through it. You know, let's walk through this if you decide to drink today. like So you have this problem. You have this problem today, which is that the wrong president got elected. Oh, my God, I'm going to drink. Okay, let's think through the drink. What's going to happen if you drink? Oh, my gosh, my, you know... My kid got a C minus on a test. Oh my God, I'll never never get into college. Okay, I want to drink. Okay, let's think through the drink. What's going to happen? And then always at the end, it was like, you know, it ended up being that drinking at the end of the story where I was waking up in the middle of the night, you know, throwing up, heart racing. And then, oh, I, oh, I forgot. And then I'd go back to sleep maybe and wake up with like a, with like a pounding headache. And then I would forget, like, what what was the problem the night before? And then I'd spend the rest of the day nursing a hangover, not being present in my children's life, lives, and having my spouse be mad at me or confused, you know, why was I so angry about something? And the actual problem was just forgotten about. Or maybe it was still there 
And now I just made the problem worse because I decided to get annihilated over it. But actually, that wasn't my plan. It was just to have one drink. Just one drink. That would, like, calm my nerves. But for me, that never happened. So thinking through the drink became something that I relied on. And I ended up being able to do it on my own. I could, I could, um, and that was, that was, I felt real powerful. I, that was freedom to me to be able to, you know, to talk about what was given, you know, what was angst, angsting me that, you know, I don't even know if that's a word, but whatever was troubling me and I could talk to somebody and then think through the drink. And I could just like in my head I, for a while, I would write about it or journal through the drink, you know, and write it out like step-by-step. Step. This is what's going to happen if I drink one, two, three, four, six, and then chaos. Boom. And um, so thinking through the drink, well, letting go and letting somebody teach me how to think through the drink to help me from drinking was an incredible tool, really incredible. And um, beyond that, I, I learned so many more tools, which... Um, According to my anchor account, I only have a few more minutes left of talking. 30 minutes max, it's telling me. <laughs> okay. Um, I wanted to share that with you today because I, I, I'm working with some, oh, I don't know if I like to use the word working, but I'm, I'm, forming relationships at, with some beautiful people who are early in sobriety and some who have time and are struggling with different issues. And I love, love, love talking with other people, listening to other people. And then if they want, sharing the tools that I learned with them. And they can do whatever they want with, with the tools that I offer. Um, so letting go is a powerful, powerful tool because it opens us up to learning new ways of keeping the drink down and coping in a healthier way with problems. I was going to go into letting go and on a larger scale, like beyond drinking, but I'm going to get cut off soon here. <laughs> so... So for now, I'll just, I'll leave you with that simple message. You won't lose your power when you let go. 
In my experience, I did not lose power. And that was really kind of like a jumping off point for me. A part of the foundation upon which I built my program of recovery. And now in my ninth year or heading into my ninth year of um, sober time, I just am endlessly grateful for the life I have. Yesterday, I did a live recording on Instagram with my dear friend, Dominique, from Unique Pivot. Some of you may know her. She is a passionate, passionate trailblazer, I feel, in the... um, the movement to end stigmas and build awareness about, and I'm going to say this word wrong because I can never say it, the opioid epidemic. I said it right. She, um, She was on my podcast. And wow, she's incredible. She is a passionate woman. She's a grandmother too. And, you know, go check her out because she really does not look like a grandmother. You know, her face is just, just like, where are the wrinkles? Where are the lines? Not there. But um, anyway, it's not about the vanity. It's really about the substance, which is her heart is just beautiful. And she's not afraid to be vulnerable. And she's not afraid to um, speak her truth about her experience in addiction. And so I had the opportunity to speak on her platform yesterday and it is recorded. It's the first time I ever did that and it was really fun. You know, we had I think up to like 12 listen 12 participants or people who like kind of were there listening to our conversation. Um and it was great. It was really interactive and I might do that again. I don't know. We'll see. But for today, I am uh I'm going to let go of the fact that we have another snow slash virtual day. And actually I'm, I'm quite grateful for it because I really love having my sons here and my husband here, my dog here. Um, eight, eight and a half, nine years ago, it would have been a different story before all this recovery stuff started for me. I have changed dramatically since I, since the beginning, since I decided that I, I had no other options and nothing else was working and I had to let go and I had to let other people help me. And I had to um, accept that I would never be able to drink successfully and that abstinence was the only solution. So I'm going to count down 60 seconds here (laughs) and tell you all that you are so worth recovery. Your life matters. You have purpose. 
you may not see it now, but I challenge you, give it a try. Try letting go. Look for the people who inspire you and reach out to them and say, how'd you do it? Can you help me? I don't want to feel this way. How can I feel better? So anyway, I love you all. Have the best day of your life and a wonderful weekend. Well, that's a wrap on this episode. Thank you again so much for dropping in today to listen to another episode of Sober Gratitudes. I I'm so grateful for your interest in my podcast and the content. And I'm always so curious to hear from you if you have any thoughts about topics or reflections, comments, anything. You can reach me at sobergratitudes at gmail.com. And I have an Instagram account. That's at sober underscore gratitudes. It used to be sober underscore gratitudes underscore podcast. Just thought it was a little too long and wordy. So I switched it up. Before I end, I just want to give a big giant shout out to my friends at Happy Joyous and Three on the East Coast. Happy Joyous and Three on the West Coast. As well as my friend Jill from Sober Powered. And my dear friend who hosts the podcast called Recovery Radio. And runs the Instagram account called The Sarcastic Big Book funny Instagram account. So check it out. I love you all and I hope you have a great day. <laughs>